This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is The Informer, Australia's only LGBTIQ plus national news and current affairs show. Proudly sponsored by KHQ Lawyers. Passionate about being the best. Acon have launched a new campaign celebrating the community's uh, response to HIV and increased testing, but there's still a long way to go. Um, what can you tell me about the campaign and why you chose to do it at this particular time? Yeah, so uh, this has been a big uh, campaign that really thanks our community around some of the work that in the mobilisation towards ending HIV, particularly around testing, uh things like undetectable viral load and treatment uptake, and also obviously PrEP. Uh, We thought now was a really good time as we come close to 2020, which was a very public goal we had around ending HIV, is to communicate that while we've come a long way, uh, we've still got a little bit more to go. Um, And so we just wanted to keep up that momentum and motivation by feeding back with some of the really good results that we've had in New South Wales towards ending HIV. And what's the rate of men who have sex with men that have been tested? So we know that about uh, tested recently, 98% of community-attached gay men, according to the Sydney Gay Periodic Survey, have had a test in the last 12 months, which is great. But we also, what we want to also encourage is to test frequently. So, you know, according to uh, the... Australian guidelines actually talk about the need to test four times a year. Um, so depending on the sexual partners that you have, if you are monogamous or uh, not having sex, then test once a year for peace of mind. But if you're sexually active, then four times a year will pick up any STIs and get them cleared up. And when you talk about community attached, what, what does that mean? So community attached is often defined as people that are in and around the community. So whether they may be using applications regularly, they might be going to bars and venues or sex on-premise venues, or they socialise a lot with gay men. That's what we mean by community attached. What do you ascribe the um, high rate of testing to? Obviously, a big proportion of that is around PrEP. So uh, that has meant that a lot of gay men are now testing frequently as a part of the PrEP program, which is great. But we've also seen some fairly significant increases in testing since about 2012. And that's really been as a result of a lot of work for, uh, uh, put from the workforce and testing innovations, uh, encouraging gay men to get tested. So whether that's the advent of community-based and rapid HIV testing, that means that you can now get your results in 20 20- 30 minutes, that's a fairly significant change. And um, in your media release, it talks about how something like 98% of people in New South Wales who have an HIV positive diagnosis are on treatment. And that's, that's a huge success and a big change. Absolutely. So we know that for somebody who's living with HIV to be on treatment, there are 
significant health benefits for that. Um, you know, it l- l- decreases the impact that HIV has on your body and your immune system. Um, but the other advantage is that if you're on treatment, it means that you can't pass HIV onto somebody else, and so through an undetectable viral load. So there's been a lot of work by you know gay men, people living with HIV, the workforce to really look at treatment and go, how can we improve treatment access? We've always had relatively high levels, particularly compared to other places in the, around the world, but 98% is pretty fantastic. And we've got a high percentage of those that are on treatment within six weeks. So that's fantastic as well. Who are the 2% and how do you reach them? That's a very good question, but um, and it's not often always about reach. It may be not not everybody is ready to start their treatment journey straight away, and there may be particular reasons why they're not starting treatment. Um, and so we have to be mindful of that and realise that, um, yeah, hopefully people will come to that decision when they're ready, and hopefully they're working with somebody through that, um, yeah. And that's talking about people who know that they're HIV positive. Are there any sort of numbers about people who might be and don't know? Yeah, so there's we. I would have to pull the numbers out for you directly, but we do know that there are still, according to the Sydney Gay Periodic Survey, there's about between nine and ten percent of people in each year in the community that aren't testing. So that's despite all the community messaging that we do through Ending HIV and the other service partners that still haven't got a, a recent, H- recent HIV test or a test at all. And so, you know, we know that there are certain pockets of people that may be living with HIV and don't know it yet. Um, and that's the, the bigger kind of worry is, yeah, how do we reach those people and how do we encourage them to test? Um, yeah, or know their status, essentially. Mm. And is, that's also a good time to talk to people or get them to consider testing for other STIs. Absolutely. So we know that comprehensive testing, so that includes uh, testing uh, your blood, saliva from, from your mouth, your front hole, penis or anus, that... Uh, you know, that's going to be the best way to get a good comprehensive check for both HIV and STIs. Um, another thing that we can do is talk about how good treatment is now. I think there's still a very, for wider people in the community, there's a very outdated notion of what it's like to be living with HIV. Um, and because they're not aware and they're not surrounded by it every day, they're not aware about how good treatments are and think that it's a death sentence. So there's still a lot of fear around testing for HIV. Um, and we think that by talking about treatment and how good that is, that is also going to reduce down a barrier. How do you reduce the stigma around living with HIV? How do you communicate that to people now? Yeah. Or what? what's a way that you can... That, that has worked or that you thought about doing it or um, for us stigma is such a big part of or HIV related stigma plays out in so many ways both for people living with HIV and people that are affected by HIV so their family, friends, partners, loved ones but then also for people who aren't living with HIV that still have that fear of HIV um, 
and that impacts on their testing. So one of the things that we really need to be doing is providing education. So as I said, a lot of people have an outdated notion or fear, um, and so providing education around what it means. So how does HIV transmit? Um, You know, what does it mean to be on treatment? Uh, What do gay men look like or what does someone living with HIV look like that it's not just even gay men now Um, all that type of education is a really big part of breaking down stigma Um, and that's something that we need to be talking more about um, and providing that education particularly in not just the community but also amongst healthcare settings as well because we know that that's where a lot of HIV related stigma plays out Let's talk about uh, your your campaign that you're running. Tell me all about it. Yeah, so uh, we've launched this campaign to coincide with Sydney Mardi Gras, uh, and there's a few messages that essentially talk about how well uh, the community gay men in New South Wales are doing around three key areas, testing, uh, treatment, and PrEP. Um, So, for example, one of them says to the 10,732 of you who are taking PrEP, thank you, we're ending HIV transmissions for all. This was just one way that we could report back some of the data that I see on a daily basis back to the community about how well we're doing. So we've got a range of different uh, advertisements that are going out throughout Sydney and Greater New South Wales, uh, both in terms of outdoor placements, but also uh, digitally, socially, and through the radio. We've put together an awesome video that features about 25 different community members that really represent our diverse community, uh, of where they're sharing a little bit about their thank you story and who they would like to thank. Um, and that's been really well received online. What sort of messages cut through really well for ACON? Yeah, so we uh, we always make sure that our messages are sex positive. So we really want to be talking and putting things in the best possible light they can. We, we, we try not to use messages that are based on fear or that are going to perpetuate fear uh, or anxiety. Uh, so really trying to get those good news messages across and be providing that kind of positive experience is very big. We find humour works really well, particularly online. So if we use uh, a little bit of humour or if we use something that makes people smile, then uh, they're more likely to engage and share that message. And how long are you running the campaign? So this campaign is going to run throughout 2020. We've got different phases and executions that are going to be brought out throughout the year. Um, and we'll also be doing particular tar- in-language targeted messages. So what you're seeing now is a very broad sweeping campaign that's going across the state. Uh, and then throughout the year, we'll be particularly looking at campaigns in simplified Chinese and Thai as well, understanding that while we've come a long way in some populations, uh, there's still more work that needs to be done, particularly uh, for people born overseas and for people in outside of uh, Sydney metro areas. What sort of work is ACON doing to reach um, people who are born overseas and not necessarily community connected? 
Yeah, so a, a big thing that we've been working through the last couple of years is to make sure that a lot of the resources that we provide in English are also available in other languages. So more recently, we've just translated our Ending HIV campaign platform into simplified Chinese and also Thai. We have our peer education workshops that are being delivered in other languages, so simplified Chinese. We ACONS had an Asian gay men's project for almost as long as ACON's been running, but now starting to offer content and uh, workshops in language are a big way that we're starting to look at different services that we're offering to make sure that that's available for people uh, when they come in. Um, we've got uh, our Chinese clinic, which is part of ATES. So on Thursdays, we operate uh, our Surrey Hills as a Mandarin clinic. Mm -hmm. So that means everything from the booking system through to the delivering of the results is done in Mandarin mm -hmm. uh, or simplified Chinese. And that makes a big difference to somebody uh, who may be having challenges negotiating what the health system is or giving informed consent around a HIV test and explaining what the results are. Mm, definitely. The biggest call that I can be putting out to the community now is really thank you very much. Uh, you know, we've absolutely come a long way towards ending HIV, but now's not the time to lose momentum uh, for that. And so can I encourage people that, you know, if you're testing, talk talk to your partners, talk to your friends, encouraging that testing process uh, is very important. If you're using condoms, that's great and that's a highly effective way to prevent HIV and STIs. If you're thinking that condoms aren't working for you or you know that they're not working for people, then please do have a conversation or look up a little bit more about PrEP and how that may be effective because ultimately the best prevention choice for you is one that you can use correctly and consistently. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.